Hello there. Alright. How are you? Not bad, man. How are you? I'm tired. Yeah, you look a bit tired. I feel tired. Okay. I'm I'm kind of sprightly. Ooh. But then I've had two weeks off work. Well, I'm in the midst of two weeks off work, so... So you're rejuved? Yeah, I think Being so. Being re-energised? Yeah, well, yeah. More so than I have been recently. Yeah, good. So that's positive. I wish I could share your newfound humility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, virile is not a word I would use to describe myself very often, <laughs> but, I mean, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> I am pretty tired, though. Yeah. Been a long day. Yep. But. But. Here. But we're here. Offering words. Yes. For ears that are not ours. Yes. Uh, I mean, what the fuck have you been doing? What's, um, have you been using your time well? Well, yesterday I went to Harry Potter studio tour thing in London or in Watford yeah not quite London not quite London (laughs) um, which was fun yeah you've Um, been before haven't you I have been before but not since the new Gringotts no Gringotts Gringotts (laughs) the bank of Martin Gringot Um, (laughs) yeah that was pretty cool and I showed you the video earlier of the weird kind of uh, projected dragon that was blowing fire that was yeah it looked very impressive yeah that was pretty decent I've Um, been but I have an issue with the Harry Potter tour Okay. Why can't you actually do or like just walk around things? I understand that a lot of it's like, oh, don't touch, because you'll break it. But there's also a lot of stuff that's just not available, and mm-hmm. it's like, why? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, based on we uh, we arrived at about pff, half past ten, I think maybe a bit later and there was already I think it was 16 or 17 coaches yeah like all the people turned up yeah and it was so it was and by the time we came out which was about half two the whole car park was full and, and it's half term and it's yeah it's it's half term as well Easter so it, it's full of children um, and, and misery it is a bit <laughs> and, and I you know, and I say I really enjoyed it it's great if you like Harry Potter and you have been you absolutely must go it's great but the thing that I noticed about it which in I mean look situations with lots of people tend to infuriate me anyway yes but I was trying really hard not to because you're a Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I'm not going to be grumpy today. It, yeah. But little things, there's two things that I notice which which I just think is ridiculous. The first is like when you first go in, they're getting you to like queue up. Hmm. And you queue in this one bit, then you go into this other bit and they kind of take you round like fucking cows <laughs> and you're just walking up and down these lanes. <laughs> and people people's inability to be able to queue properly <laughs> and like like trying to cut you off on corners and standing really close to you mm. and it's just like just back the fuck off just chill <laughs> we're all gonna you're not gonna i'm not gonna get in before you. you're in the same time slot yeah like it's fine relax bro and like when and i won't reveal anything in case you genuinely love harry potter and you've never been there before but the thing and you know because you've been the thing that happens after you've been in the cinema and the screen goes up mm. right the people like rushing 
Yeah. To oh, get there. It's a stampede. Yeah. I feel like we're in Jumanji. Yeah, and we're like at the back and the last people to kind of walk through because mm. it's like, that's cool. I'm in no rush. Yeah. Like, I'm here all day. I don't. <laughs> and if anything, everyone rushing means that you couldn't really see anything. I'm hanging at the back, just not really paying attention to the speaker. No. Um, but <clears throat> so that's the queuing kind of etiquette pissed me off. There's three things I want to tell you. The second thing is the amount of people taking photos of stuff. Now, fine, I get it. I I am I a think photographer. I know what you're going to reference. Well, though. not I am not a photographer, but I am an amateur photographer. Yeah. You know, so I get wanting to take photos of stuff. But with the photos, there's two problems. One is why are you taking a picture of that? Like <laughs> it's like, people that take photos of absolutely everything. Yeah, it's like things that aren't even on display. No, <laughs> just like, like here's a bit of wall. Yeah, <coughs> literally going around taking photos of like a wig or like trying to zoom in on something. It's like you're not going to be able to get that. Yeah. But the thing more so that annoyed me was not actually looking at anything. No, just taking, taking a, a photo, photo and then fucking off. Oh, but that's like are. you haven't seen anything. I'll paint you a picture. I'm leaning in, looking into the pensive, or the pensive, <laughs> right? Yeah. And this woman appears, she's like, obviously I think she was French or she wasn't British, mm. um, and basically saying, I just, I, can I just get in there? It's like, I've got my head in the pensive, can you just fucking wait a second? <laughs> You'll get your turn to not see anything, it's just a screen in there. Yeah. Like, chill, be cool. But the amount of people that were just, as I say, going up to stuff and just clicking their phones at it, so mm. you haven't even looked at it. You haven't read anything. Now, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people aren't going to go and read all the fucking things that are there. Yeah. I get that. But literally, click onto the next thing, click onto the next thing, click, and I'm just like, what the Take fuck are in. you doing? It's like people that go to like gigs. You go to a gig, yeah. you've, got, you've paid for standing, you're at the front, so you've struggled and strafed to get all the way within like three rows or yeah. whatever it is that you've chose to go and see. Yeah. And you spend the next hour and a half looking at your fucking phone, mm. just holding it up, filming. Well, it, it was. I read it. I oh, read the memories. It's like, well, yeah, but you haven't actually experienced. Oh, it. but I've got the memories. Yeah. You've, well, you can put it on Instagram. Is what I can you've put it on Instagram. Well, I can add a filter, and I can also show you, even though I can't remember any of it. No. I can fucking watch it. No. And I mean, Childish Gambino came out in the news this week at Coachella, and mm. when he was performing, he told everyone to put their fucking phone or said like, like, put your phones well, fuck off. Because he was just getting like he was sick and tired of people just filming him the whole time. Yeah. Like just listen and watch and enjoy it. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah, and it's so true. But the other thing is people taking selfies in front of stuff. Like, why would you want to look at a picture of you and some random prop? from fucking Goblet of Fire. This is me and Hagrid's coat. Yeah, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? I mean, I took, a, I took a few photos on my camera, but on my phone, I literally, any time I got the opportunity to take a photo of Warwick Davis, I took a photo of it. <laughs> um, and it, him. Um, <laughs> sorry, has a Freudian slip. Um, and then in Gringotts, um, taking photos of the goblin, because they had the goblins in there, and they were, it obviously was just really 
funny because... And not related. No, no, just... Except for the fact that obviously Warwick plays one of those yeah. characters very well. He, well, he eggs it a he, bit, he, doesn't he? He plays it. But the last thing I wanted to tell you about, because it was the funniest thing, and I have actually got a photo of this, when you go into the room where the microphone person is kind of, oh, we're all really excited yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And they've got these massive, like, 360-degree, like, videos of... It was Harry and fucking Paul, whatever his name is, the twins. <laughs> no, not Harry. F- Fred and Jim. Yeah, they, what yeah, they yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Fred and... Um, 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 Percy. No, he's the other one. Fuck knows. Anyway, they're coming back as older actors. Now, straight away, you go, God, he's way more handsome than that one, and they're identical twins. You must be really annoyed about this, yeah. right? You've aged much better. <laughs> but the guy in the corner who's doing the spiel and doing a very good job, credit where credit's due, for about... He was like, and now we'll hand over to the fucking... The stars of Harry Potter. And all these... You're watching all these different like, interactive video-y things. Mm. So for about a minute and a half, he turned away from all the people that are in the room. There's probably about 150 people in there. And just stands staring at the corner. On his phone? No. Just turned. You know, like in fucking Blair Witch. <laughs> He's just stood in the corner. And I'm like, mate, you don't have to stand there. Like, we know you're there. You're not shattering any fucking illusions. I just thought, I wonder if that's what they've been told. Yeah, turn like, around when so they the inter- can't see you. Yeah, it's like, we, you're literally stood on a fucking platform. We don't want anyone to look at you. So yeah. Sure you've got face cards. It's like, he, they bring all the lights down. You can't see him anywhere. And I looked over and I was like... Why is he stood with his back to the fucking <laughs> audience? So that was... And the Terrifying. other thing was me getting... Any time there was any sort of um, picture of or interactive thing of or cuddly toy of Buckbeak, um, videos of me going, Buckbeak! <laughs> whilst holding or standing near any form of Buckbeak. So almost as bad as the people taking photos. Well, almost. <laughs> Episode 27, and I've got nothing to go with that. 27 dresses? 27 oh yeah. I've never seen it. No, it's... A film? Of of the romantic, comedic variety. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty poo. That's quite apt, actually. Oh, is it? Why? Because I have a poo story. You have a poo story? Yes, I do. You're challenging the king of poo <laughs> stories. Oh, I well, see. I was inspired from last I swear last you're trying episodes. to take... He's trying to take over the pod, listeners. <laughs> it's all Infl- going to be mine eventually. <laughs> Infiltrate, destroy, and rebuild. I'm like Ivy. I come from underneath. <laughs> I just seep in. Um, yeah, well, as you may or may not know, everybody, I am now working a day job. Congratulations. Which is good. And I had to go to the toilet. Okay. And obviously, like, you know, doing jobs, going to the toilet, it's not ideal. You're in a new place, a foreign body, in a foreign body. Okay. Uh, What's the worst thing that could ever happen when you sit down in the stool besides no paper? Um, In a public toilet. In a toilet where other people were. So you drop your trousers and it goes in piss that's already been on the floor. It could be that, or it could be that the one that you've picked hasn't got a lock on the door. Ah, uh, fuck! So you, if you're close enough, you have to do the kind of. I, I was put, doing right, the crouch the push hold. door, right? Yeah, crouch yeah. hold. Crouch hold. Yeah. So I went to go do that, and then I realised, hang on a minute, I haven't cleaned the toilet. Okay. Now, 
I cannot use a toilet that's not mine without uh, a complimentary wipe. Oh no, of course not. Wet tissue. You'd be crazy if you did. Soap. Oh, out. you go. F- oh, so I, w- you, I want I, it at least clean. Oh, see, you don't what know I do what the fucks on that seat. I create <laughs> a little seat of toilet paper. No, I, I do full clean because okay. I know it's been cleaned anyway every hour because these people are very good at their jobs. Sure, but I'm going to do it again anyway because there may have been someone within that hour that has an unpleasant rear. Yeah. Anyway, I then rush out because I. A little bit of context. I'm about to shit myself. <laughs> right, you're in my territory. <laughs> yeah, this is why I was thinking of you because I'd got to the point where I was like, "Oh, I might need the toilet in a minute." And you don't, you know, where it goes away. Yeah. Well, it did that, yeah, and I carried on doing what really I was goes, doing. Does it? No, because then it went. Actually, mate, it's like a creepy uncle. <laughs> yeah, it's it always going to return around the yeah. corner. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I was like. Oh my god, I'm gonna shit my pants. So, <laughs> so I run to the toilet, get in there. Shit, it's got no lock. Oh my god, I need to clean the thing. Clean the thing. So I run out, get the tissue, make it wet, get the soap, blah, blah, blah. Turn around, and a fucking dude with a briefcase is about to walk into my stall. The only one which is available, the other two are out of order. Right. And I just looked him in the face, he looked at me, looked at the soap, I looked at him again, I was like, this isn't for my ass. <laughs> And then he looked at the toilet and went, all oh, right, okay, sorry, mate. And then let me go first. I was uh, scuttered in there, cleaned <laughs> it off, sat down. And then uncomfortably sat, half crouched, half holding the door, and well was... aware yeah. he was still waiting. <laughs> yeah, of course he was. And all he got to hear was basically the end of the world, as far as I was concerned. Honestly, it was horrendous. And, yeah. Not the best experience. Did you feel better afterwards? Oh, I felt amazing. It's funny though, isn't it? Because that you get that kind of paranoia. Like in the the in my uh, in the staff toilet in my block, there's a hand dryer. So when you sit down in the toilet, it's really small, and there's a hand dryer. Like you can touch it from when you're crouched, <laughs> and like students are out can be outside the toilet, like right. filling out the water bottle or something. Especially if because it's in my block so I teach most of the students there mm. if they see you go in you have to be swift otherwise they know that you're going for a shit <laughs> so I often have done the hand dryer thing whilst it's hitting the water hitting the basin so they can't hear it but I've also done the cough you could never get the fucking timing Ka-plop. right Ka-plop. yeah it's like a really shit kids game and you end up you end up just like in the and i've been sat i've been sat in toilets for a good like three minutes holding it just waiting for whoever it is outside to either fuck off or go in the store because if they go in the store then it's fair game you're both doing the same thing mm. but it's when you can like I've been in toilets where in in one of the other toilets in another block in the college it's that they've got those motion sensor lights mm. so I've been sat like mid shit gone completely black <laughs> and that's to happened the, to me so many and times. I don't and I don't and you, it's not like you can wave from the, you have to come out of the toilet yeah. wave for the lights to come back on because you've only got about a 30 second window so if you're having a proper shit well you can't and you, you, you it's literally pitch black you can't even see where the toilet roll dispenser is <laughs> so you're just like fucking hell because if you get up open the door and wave and someone comes in yeah. you don't want to pull your pants up because you haven't wiped it mate it's a fucking <laughs> nightmare I try to avoid it like the plague man it's fucking hideous I th- I'm proposing that for the next couple of episodes after this 
we boycott poo stories. I think we have to. Because we've been real poo story heavy. Well, I mean, listeners, if you've got any poo stories, <laughs> then do get in contact with us. You can do so Twitter and, and uh, Instagram at BabblemanPod, or you can email us at uh, BabblemanPod at gmail.com. Have you had a particularly difficult poo? You just literally said we need to boycott poo stories, but if you've got one, well, okay, send well, it to our us. poo story. We're not allowed to talk about our bowels anymore. No, our bowels are off limits for at least a good couple of weeks. <laughs> Don't be angry. Angry. Don't be pissed. Pissed, pissed, pissed. Just sit there. Da, 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 da. And put it on your head, list. Listy, oh, listy, It's your turn. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> it's always my turn. Okay. Um, I've got two, as pretty much happens every fucking week. Um, petrol station glove disdain. <laughs> Honestly, I'm thinking about calling my memoirs Tales from the Petrol Station. Because <laughs> honestly, everything in my life everything happens, happens at, right? I go to fill up my car with diesel today on yeah. my way down to you. And... I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't want to get my hands covered in diesel. I don't want them to smell. Yes, Part of the reason is because I smoke in the car and I'm always really worried that I'm going to spill diesel and my hand's going to set on fire, <laughs> right? So I go to the bin, get out the little plastic gloves, mm-hmm. and the guy who's filling up opposite me, who hasn't got the gloves on, goes, huh. <laughs> Oh, sorry, does me wearing this one plastic glove affect your life in any way? And I've been in situations before where there have been no gloves and I've gone to the counter and been like, oh, have you got any disposable gloves so I can fill up? And I remember one guy was like, well, can't you just fill it up? Oh, we, oh I can just fill it up. I'm perfectly capable of just <laughs> filling it up. <laughs> Believe it or not, I drew it. But I don't want to without a fucking glove. I need there to be some distance between my hand and fuel. <laughs> and seeing as the disposable glove has been specifically designed to enable me to do that, give me the fucking gloves. <laughs> if I didn't fill up my car, you'd have no fucking job, mate. It's the Michael Jackson Association, the one glove. Oh, maybe it is. Nobody wants to... I think we've done really well to avoid talking about the Michael Jackson documentary. And we, I'm sure we've mentioned We've it mentioned it. Well, I think, yeah, we've made some probably terrible jokes about it, but... Possibly. Anyway, that's my first entry to the hate list. Wonderful. So, do you want my second one, or do you want to go? I can go. You go. Um, I will name it Third Party Job Givers. Okay, that so, sounds like a really efficient sexual act. <laughs> <laughs> or an exciting one. Yeah. Um, you uh, are doing a job of yes. whatever variety. could right. be anything. You have a fairly standard structure to the hierarchy. It was you, yeah. the person. And there is normally your boss. Yeah. Yeah? And your boss is the guy that says, do stuff. Or girl. Or girl yeah. that says do stuff. The yes. person, the person yes. that says do stuff. Yes, and that's fine because yeah. that's your boss. That's how it should be. But then, sometimes mm-hmm. there's 
somebody else (laughs) who is not your boss who is not a client who is not involved in any way whatsoever Uh, besides being a nosy bastard Uh, who walks over and says could you also do this and it's normally to your boss who then turns to you and says yeah we're going to do that now I hate them Mm -hmm. understand that unless you are paying for something or you are actually employed Mm -hmm. by the person that employs the person you're given a job to you are not welcome yeah I agree it bo- don't you think it borders with the job's worth as well? The job's worth. The, the person that does everything by the book. Well, not even that. That's bad, yes. But the, the person who decides to put upon their, uh, say, lack of joy in their own job onto your job. Yeah. And occasionally it, it's that kind of um, self-inflated administrator... Yes. Who just decides to just at every turn ruin your life. And I don't talk about the intricacies of my job that often on the pod because it's not relevant. But um, in a previous place that I worked in, there was someone who worked as part of the admin department who honestly just made everything so much more complicated than needed because everything had to go through them <laughs> and it has to be miserable yeah and it's like go through them and then they make it 10 times more difficult it's like just get the you know it was say like a parent a parent gets wants to get in contact with you it's got to go through them first so then they reply then cc you into the reply then forward you the thing then say <laughs> you need it's like just let the fucking parent email me i'll either ignore it or i'll reply i don't need you yeah why are there, names in the CC oh, section. Oh, man. Why are we all having a massive... And then people start talking about other yeah. facets. Well, the, like, I'm not even involved in this and I'm still getting emails. I mean, this wasn't meant to be on my hate list, but one thing that absolutely would would be pointless um, whole staff emails or whole company emails. Some fucking woman selling shit jewellery that she's made out of wire. I'm going to add to that and I'm going <sighs> to say text updates from things like schools. Right. I don't have much experience of that. No, but I do. Yeah. And I know that quite often my school are selling hot dogs this morning if you would like to buy some. There's also an anger management class on a Thursday night if you'd like to go to that. I mean, great. There's loads <laughs> of stuff to do. Yeah. I don't want to fucking do any of it. So no. stop sending me these money. I mean, are they asking texts. you to go to anger management? Well, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe you should go. I think we should both go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll just talk about the hate list. <laughs> <clears throat> so, my third one, if you're up for it. Go on then. <sighs> Madam Two Swords. Oh yeah, burn it down. What is the fucking point? Worse than that, people going to Madam Two Swords, taking loads of photos. You know, oh, here's me and Daniel Craig. No, it's not. It's a shit waxwork version. Doesn't even look like it. No, it doesn't look anything. Like I. It looks more like me than it does Daniel. <laughs> You're literally stood next to someone who looks like me. What is the fucking point? And the queue outside Madame Two Swords. The people paying like 40 quid to get in to see some shit wax replica of a celebrity. Now, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna defend Madame Two Swords in one part. Okay. Hang on. No, I'm not. Not the UK, Madame Two Swords. All right. poo. But the Amsterdam Madame Two Swords is excellent. Right. For two reasons. Right. One, they have interactive things. Okay. Like, there's always a theme. Like, they, they, when I went, there was a Pirates of the Caribbean thing. There was a whole acted, scripted thing. It was a walkthrough, and there were pe- people there acting and being all fucking creepy and shit. It was great. Great fun. But it's not that. 
that I want to defend them for. Right. Now, Amsterdam is a place where things are legal that are not legal. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you can go fuck whores and smoke weed all you want. It's fine. I mean, sex workers. Sex workers. Yeah. And marijuana. marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on. Yeah, all right. Right. So you can go over there, do what you want. Yeah. They know this. It's basically like a 20-year-old's dream, isn't it? A 20-year-old man's dream. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But Madden Tussauds are well aware of themselves and where they are, and they realise that probably a good 80% of their clientele are pretty much off their face. Yeah. So they have real people stood in with the mannequins. Okay. I didn't know this when I went. Right. Uh, not to say I was... Of course you weren't under the influence. Under the influence of anything. Uh, of course oh, not. Of right, 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 right. course not. But we went in there. I went to Amsterdam just to see the tulips. Exactly. Yeah. I went for clogs. Yeah. One specifically. Yeah. Yeah. We walked through and there was a lady there and I didn't recognise her. And I was like, who, who the hell is that meant to be? <laughs> just a... Now, I got closer and closer to the point where I was probably, I don't know, two feet this seems about right yeah really really close yeah and she fucking blinked and I shit myself <laughs> but not audibly I just went oh it's a real person oh that's brilliant realised that no one had noticed what had happened <laughs> I just then stood back and watched the other four people in the group do exactly the same thing as me <laughs> who's this person oh crap blinking <laughs> next one oh, who's this person oh shit there's a lie who's the next person oh I don't know who this is oh fucking hell every single one was brilliant I think if I was so. a celebrity <coughs> but like a minor just, and I was down on my luck just go and stand I'd just go and stand like if I was you know Les Dennis Ainsley Harriet who else next to yourself yeah if, if you're in there yeah yeah, yeah, or just next to someone else, Brad Pitt. Just in a just pose. if you and Brad Pitt are cool, share, and then share yeah. a drink. Why the fuck not? And I thought that at the, going back to the Harry Potter studios that I went to, I was like, imagine how much carnage would ensue if just one of them turned up, even a mediocre third-rate character. Well, I reckoned that I was almost certain that we were going to meet Warwick Davis at some point. <laughs> So I imagine he just goes and hangs out there. He's just like, yeah, just I was there. in this, and I was in Ewok, and I was fucking Willow. <laughs> Fuck off, Warwick Davis. <laughs> He's on the list twice. I fucking hate Warwick Davis. <laughs> Smug little prick. <laughs> I hate him! You're looking at me intensely. I want to talk to you about Colin not my dad not your dad a different Colin who for this purpose um, and and will become clear he was known as Colin the Enigma <laughs> right <laughs> now Colin is a real person Colin is his real name right Colin is a guy that I went to university with right and I thought about him for the first time today. Okay. Right? And it was after this morning, in the background was an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine was on. on Netflix. Yeah, chucked it on Netflix. Yeah. And something happened in it which reminded me of something that happened to Colin the Enigma. So okay. I'll paint you a bit of a picture. Go on. Colin the Enigma was a guy in my year at university who... Honestly, and I'm not saying this to try and be funny or whatever, he could be dead and I would have no idea because Colin fucking disappeared halfway through the second year. Now, I think I know 
some of the reasons why I think he got kicked out but I've never heard from him I used to be friends with him on Facebook and then he disappeared from Facebook right Okay. so I have a particular story about Colin the Enigma but I'll paint you a little brief picture yeah an overview so Colin the Enigma once shat himself three times in three successive weeks (laughs) so we would go to when we were I went to university in Chichester and we would go to this nightclub on Bogner Seafront called Sheik's Right, and he used to go on. It was a Thursday, and three consecutive Thursdays, Colin came up to us and was like, "I've got to go, boys. I've shat myself." <laughs> oh, fucking hell, mate! <laughs> now, part of the reason why I think Colin shat himself was because on I think it was in my second year, the day after our student loans had come in. Mm. Now, bearing in mind you get like eighteen hundred quid, two grand. We went up to the SU at about midday after a lecture to go and shoot some pool. Yeah. And Colin was there sipping uh, <laughs> sipping a shot of Sambuca at midday by himself. And we okay. went, he was like, all right, lads. Oh, all right, all right, Colin, you're all right. He's like, yeah, you, I couldn't bum 20 quid off you, could I? And I said, well, yeah, of course you can, mate, if you need it. But didn't your student loan come in yesterday? He was like, oh, I fucking spent it all. I was like, in less than 24 hours. He was like, honestly, mate, don't ask. I was like, fucking hell, all right. Um, So that kind of paints a picture of Colin. He was the kind of guy that everyone knew, everyone kind of liked him, but he was just pissed all the time. It was like a complete fucking mess all the time. So every year, if you're a student at at Chichester, there's what's called the Bogner Beer Race. Um, And it's for Rag Week... Um, and you, everyone dresses up. And normally what you do is you dress up in a massive group of people and it's basically from 8, 9am in the morning until 5 o'clock the next morning. It's just a fucking bar crawl. Yeah. Uh, you know, hundreds, hundreds, thousands of students go out and drink all fucking day. It's carnage. It's as horrendous as you imagine it to be. <laughs> it sounds like hell. It is hell. I only did it once. But this one year, I'm with a group of friends. I think we went as cave men and cave women as a big group of us, and right. whatever. Now Colin couldn't get his shit together, obviously, <laughs> so he ended up going by himself. So he wasn't with a big group of people. But because he used to just go and drink all the time, everybody knew him. Right. And Colin, we bumped into him at about three o'clock on the day in Sheiks, right. right, where he'd previously shat himself. Yeah. <laughs> And he has got some sandals on, wrapped himself in a bed sheet, and he's like, yeah, I'm a Roman. <laughs> so he's made himself, he's macro-made himself a toga out right. of a bed sheet. And, but for the first time ever in, in like a year and a half, he looked pissed off, like actually annoyed. And he was pretty drunk, but annoyed. And I went, Colin, you all right, mate? He was like, honestly, mate, I've just had a fucking gut fall. And I started thinking, oh, fuck. Mm. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, what, like, you know, are you, are you, are you, like, are you depressed? And he was like, no, 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 nothing like that, man. He was like, I've just tried chatting up this girl. I was like, okay. And he was like, it just went really badly. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, sometimes you strike out, man. Don't worry about it. He was like, no, no, it's more than that. She, she said I was a disgusting piece of shit. 
She was like, she doesn't even know me. So I'm sick and tired of going out all the time, trying to be social, trying to meet people, and they just throw it back in your face. I was nothing but nice to her. I offered to buy her a drink. I offered, to, and he's going on and on yeah. and on. You know, I was trying to be a nice guy. This is the problem with the world that we live in now. <laughs> Women don't like nice guys. <laughs> they just make snap judgments based on people. They just they don't think about what they're saying, and people get really fucking hurt. If I didn't have a thicker skin, I would be really upset about all this. And he's going on and on, and I look down and realised that one of his bollocks is hanging out of his toga. <laughs> and I said, she probably turns you down, Colin, because I can see one of your fucking bollocks hanging out. <laughs> and he just went, oh shit, and popped it back <laughs> in his toga and fucked off. Oh my god. Colin the Enigma. Where is he now? I don't know. I'm going to go on a bit of a hunt for him. I think you should. I'll, I'll try and give you listeners an update on Colin the Enigma as soon Colin! as I... Colin! <laughs> I'll just stand on atop a, a stride a tall mountain <laughs> with a <laughs> shell. <laughs> Colin! Colin! <laughs> So, Urban Dictionary exists. Yeah. And if you put in Gosport... Yeah. ...you get a description. Okay, so f- for some context to listeners... Yeah. Gosport is the place that Lee lives. Yeah. And you used, used to, to, live to live before you lived in Brighton. Before I lived in Brighton. For many, many years, where we met each other, yeah. did all our history, and most of the stories come from Gosport. Yes. I have since lived elsewhere. Yes, as have I, yes. Liverpool, etc. Yeah. But anyway... So there's a description. Okay. It reads... Gosport. A dingy, lifeless town on the south coast of England where nothing ever happens. Steeped in naval history, which is about the only thing going for it. Population is is roughly 80,000. 30% are dirty, unwashed chavs who'll stab you for a bag of chips. 50% are OAPs who tell you about when everything was all fields. And the other 20% are people like me. Desperate to escape to somewhere half decent, <laughs> and then it gives you know you know when it does the italic like descriptive yeah oh. dirty gospel chav oi mush gives you fucking chips you slag <laughs> bewildered gospel pensioner huh <laughs> fuck you man. for fuck's sake I mean that was written by Mike Etby in two thousand and eight. So it may be worse now. <laughs> I mean, we we have, as we alluded to on the last pod, listeners. We, we you know this. You, we've got listeners from all over the world. We very rarely take a a magnifying glass to the place that we met, grew up, and and you are currently residing in. Mm. Um, I remember big facts. At one point, um, it was the most socially deprived area in the whole of Europe. At another point, um, it was uh, there were more drugs in Gosport per square mile than anywhere else yeah. in the whole of Europe and Eastern Europe. Yeah, we were the drugs capital. I mean, I moved down from the Gorbals or from Glasgow from a place called Drumchapel, where you know people used to get sliced with razors. And nice. Gosport is nicer. Uh, sorry, Gosport is worse than that. <laughs> and as an actual place to be wandering round, it's fine, isn't it? It's lovely. It's just a shame but that some of the people here are. Uh... 
it's 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 like Narnia. <laughs> You walk down the high street <laughs> on a Saturday. The there's, high street. There's fucking wet hands. There's clothed hooves. There's fucking Mr. Tumnus jotting around. <laughs> Honestly, it is, it is a it is a sight to behold, isn't it? I mean, we are the tourist board for Gosport right now. Well, I mean, visit Gosport, see freaks. You know what's funny is I don't think we've actually got any listeners in Gosport. Well, they don't know how to use a phone because they probably, <laughs> probably had a nick. They don't even know what po- a podcast is. A what? Yeah, they ticked it for a bag of fucking skag. <laughs> they went to was it Bright House? Bright House. There is a Bright House. Yeah, of course there well, fucking they're, is. They're, they're evil places. Yeah, of course they are. Come in here, buy this ten pound TV. It's like working class generation game. Yeah, uh, it's worse than that. It's <laughs> working class awful. generation game. Yeah. Fucking hell. So come to Gosport, listeners, if you yes. ever want to feel better Visit about your... Gosport. That's what they should have that, um... What's that Urban Dictionary thing on the, uh, tourist board, shouldn't they? <laughs> Fucking hell, what a shithole. <laughs> it's where shitholes come to die, isn't it? Great. Great. But we love it here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Watch out, because about who you better watch out. Because about who you better watch out. Because because of who. So Beak has been in contact. Okay. Um, with rather than sending us a fantastic story, right? You know, from a something that Beaker has seen. Yes. This is a hometown Beaker story. Oh. So this is about a story. Um, this is about a story. This is a story about someone who grew up in Beaker's hometown. Right. I hope that was a cat and not someone coming to murder us from yeah. Beaker's hometown. Don't Maybe tell it's, that it's story. The tu- it's the Gosport Tourist Board. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not happy. So here we go. <clears throat> so there was a man in my town called Gary. Right. But he was more widely known as. Gary the Can Man. Gary the Can Man. He spent all of his time scuffling around town carrying a couple of plastic carrier bags and filling them with cans that he'd found around town <laughs> in the park and specifically behind the, the bins in the little car park. Right. Rumour had it that Gary the Can Man had a brother who was in prison and that the reason he collected cans was that he thought if he collected enough he could get his brother out of jail (laughs) what a few years later and gary's brother suddenly appeared i guess he collected enough cans (laughs) now they enjoy riding around continuously on the bus sitting really far apart and yelling at each other it all worked out in the end <laughs> bonus info Gary's false teeth used to fall out when he spoke and his brother had fuck off tattoo to the inside of his bottom lip and used to bear it at you if you pissed him off <laughs> there's something in like hometown I mean, gossip and just these people yeah here yeah there everywhere literally anywhere there's the always planet. you may think you come from an affluent area yeah you may think that these people don't exist mm. but they do i think that those eccentrics those people who go around doing things oh, like that people are great without i them, think they make 
there's I think it's very archetypically British. Yeah. That kind of just weirdo. crazy I mean the ones that come to mind for me is there's Crazy Mary, I think her name is or Shelley, I can't remember. Uh, and I only saw her once. Um uh, uh, my friend Russ, uh, shout out Russ. Um he he worked in in Fairham and she used to just walk around eating a, uh, an industrial sized block of cheese. <laughs> just like a massive block of cheese. Um we had Ronnie Roughgums. Yep. Now, Ronnie Roughgums wasn't a kind of crazy guy, but he was... He was prolific in yeah. that. He was always around football. He loved football. Yeah, and he used to coach um, a lot of the young lads. But he looked like it? the sort of bloke that... You wouldn't want anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Have a seat, to, take a seat. Would want it. They Chris would want, here, They would want him to take a seat. Yeah, he looked... I mean, yeah, he looked like a paedophile. Well, they called him Ronnie Roughgums because he had no fucking teeth. Yeah, and you should talk about that. Yeah. But, Hello, lads, right. but as far as I'm aware, now we... we no, know, never. No. We we may be proven uh, wrong. I've, no, I've asked everybody. Right, nothing. The he, man, the man was just really into grassroots football. He just wanted yeah. boys to and play football. And he gave up so much of his time. Like if you grew up in this area from the age of about eight to fourteen and played football, you would have been coached by Ronnie Roughgums. Yeah, and he like, would have taught you all the basics. And he passed away recently, and I thought it was he really did. nice. There was a little thing in the paper, and there were like three to four hundred lads turned up at his funeral. Yeah, loads all, of people did. And, and, and it's like, I think those... I mean, maybe not Gary the Can Man, but you no. know, there's there's those eccentric people really make a place what it is. Yeah, I'm interested to know if any of the listeners, if you're listening and you've Please got any kind us. of crazy eccentric people, and we don't want to know about kind of gross, violent, disgraceful people. No, but just those kind of people who are locals. on the periphery of society, who just do weird things weird wonderful things Tell weird us. wonderful things tell us listeners and we've reached the end of the episode yeah and i would like you to tell them the listeners what it is that is about to happen Okay, what's about to happen, listeners, is you are going to hear from another voice. Yeah. Lee's not that happy about it, mm. but I, I had this idea, something that's intrigued me for a while, <laughs> is this idea of stories with unhappy endings. Yeah. I like the idea of a story that just ends really badly. It's miserable. But it's kind of funny, but miserable at the end. <laughs> and um, because I know how territorial you are, listeners, he's pissed all over the shed recently. <laughs> um, I haven't invited the other best friend into HQ, mm. but I have recorded <laughs> him telling a story. Uh, okay, it's fine. Uh, it's and fine, I'll allow it. It's the first instalment of stories with unhappy endings. So, listeners, you are about to hear myself and the other best friend. Um, well, he's gonna. He tells me a story. I like misery stories. Misery stories. Okay. The first misery story is from. So Alex. the first misery story is from Alex, my the other best friend. It's not a competition. The other friend. Okay, the other friend. The friend. Um, and that's what you're going to listen to <laughs> now. Uh, so it, please enjoy. Oh, if you fucking have to. <laughs> Sorry. So you're going to tell 
a story. Yeah, you'll be able to hear the nice birds in the background. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, so I was on a night out. Anyway, it was time to leave, so I was queuing up at the cloakroom to get my... Um, actually, I remember what jacket it was. It was a Marks and Spencer's jacket that I got in a charity shop, and it was a woman's one. Yeah, so I was just waiting there to get the uh, my jacket, and then uh, all of a sudden, this lady... I say lady, she was younger than me, but she looked older, because she was quite haggard. <laughs> <laughs> she came up to me and tapped me on the shoulder. I turned to look, and there was this girl there who was about probably about the same height as me, approximately, and um, had peroxide bleach, white blonde hair. Spiky. Um, <laughs> and she's quite a large person in general, like uh, all over. And she's just said to me, um, you'll do. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, okay, what do you mean? She was like, you know what I mean. I was like, oh, okay. This was by the end of the night, and uh, at that time in my life, I didn't like beer or cider, so I used to just to drink um, Southern Comfort and lemonade. I used to go up to the bar and say, can I have a Soco Lem, please? <laughs> uh, make sure there's a lime wedge. So that's what I used to do. I think it was probably uh, two of those for 350 or something. Yeah. Something like that. So I used to have two of those for 350 and get pretty toasted. Then, by, so by the time she came up to me and said that, I was quite um, incorrigible, I suppose. Didn't take much for her to say that and me say, to go okay. But also, it was a time of mourning for me because um, I only ever had one girlfriend at this point and she had just left me for another man. And so I was. Uh, I guess I wanted some kind of um, something to uh, take take that pain away. So I thought maybe a one-night stand, which I'd never had before in my life, might do that. Before I left with her, though, I said, oh, well, let's go and have a dance first. So I put my coat on, we went inside the club, danced a bit, and she was kissing me, and I was singing, ah. And then... Um, at that point, they turned all the lights on, so we all had to leave. And so we went outside and kissed a bit more out there. I wasn't really sure. And I was saying, I, she said, well, let's go. And I said, well, my friends are inside, so let's wait for them. So they came out, and uh, my friend Ruben, he uh, he said, come on, mate, let's go home. And I was like, oh, but um, this girl, I think she wants me to go back to her house. So, And he looked at her, and he said, don't, mate. <laughs> don't. And I was like, oh, but she uh, she said she wants to, she wants to make love to me, so uh, maybe I should just do it. And then another friend I had at the time, Matt, he was there and he went, don't, mate, come on, like that. He was a sensible one. Anyway, so Ruben had enough and he said, come on, he grabbed my arm and tried to pull me away, but then she grabbed my hand and then so I was in the middle. Eventually I said, mate, let me go. If this is a mistake, let me make it. <laughs> and so uh, I went with her. <laughs> so she um, hailed a cab. And then I got in the back. And um, I know that I was really smashed because I couldn't sit up straight. And all I remember is I was bent over double. A few thoughts were going through my mind. One was, I don't want to be sick. The other one was... Um, this surely isn't attractive to her, that the her fu uh, near future lover is almost hurling in the back of a taxi. And then the other thought I had as the 
orange lights, street lamps flew by, illuminating her legs. Was um, <laughs> they're quite pale and really um, quite cylindrical. It's like two ham hock pillars. <laughs> And that put, turned me off right away, to be honest. <laughs> Two hammock fillers. <laughs> yeah. So I was quite turned off before I'd even got out of the taxi. <laughs> I did think about just staying in the cab and say, oh, I'm just going to go back to the ferry now. But didn't, went in anyway, because I was really thirsty. So I said, uh, Mo, can I have a drink of water, please? Went to her bed set and then had a bit of water. And then I thought, oh, let's just go to sleep. So but that didn't happen. So I think we kissed for a while. And then um, she had her top off by this point. Just had her pants on. Must have had her skirt off. Well, I think she was wearing a dress. So the dress was off. No bra. Um, just pants. She had quite... Um, the breasts where you don't need to wear a bra. Because they, they were quite pert breasts. Good um, for her. Yeah, pert on a large frame. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... We made out for a bit and she had her dress off and then I I was like, mate, I need another drink of water because I'm really thirsty. She was like, okay, no worries. So she didn't have a kitchenette or anything, So, but she did have an ensuite. So we went in there to get a drink of water and she brushed her teeth. I went in behind her just to fill up my cup with water and she started brushing her teeth. She was sort of facing away from me. And I just remember looking at her from behind... Actually, no, her underwear must have been off, actually, because I saw the whole <laughs> body from behind. Anyway, so I was, you know, really confused, because I was like, oh, I was really still drunk. Anyway, so she was brushing her teeth or something, facing away from me, and I could see her from behind, her naked body, and her white, spiky hair. And, um, yeah, because she was quite large... So I just remember seeing from behind, she was quite tall, like I said, about the same height as me, maybe even taller. And I guess with the spiky hair, that added some inches too. (laughs) (laughs) She she was 5'9", 6 foot with her spiky hair. Yeah, but I think that's why this came to my mind as well, because I guess the sort of glistening spiky hair sort of looked like a star. Because um, as I stood behind her, with a sort of like pear-shaped body, sort of like a triangle, and with the different roles as well. And I just remember in my mind, it was just um, like a Christmas tree made flesh <laughs> before my eyes. And there was a mirror on the wall, and I turned to the mirror and looked in it, and I just thought, what is going on here? <laughs> what am I doing? Because this was the first time I'd ever been intimate with someone I've only known for less than a, a few hours. And so I thought, this is, I don't know if I want to do this, but I was already in too deep. Um, so anyway, went back to the, the bedroom bit, just a few feet away. And, <laughs> Handy. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I guess we got down to it. And at one point she said, um, you can do anything you want. What do you want to do? And uh, literally, I I must have been... Usually, I guess, if a fellow's asked that question, maybe something pops into their mind instantly and they're like, yes, I want to do that. But it took me a while to think about what I wanted to do because, to be honest, I didn't really want to do anything. 
And then, um, so tentatively, I thought I must think of something because otherwise she might feel upset or offended if I didn't. And so I just said, um, sit on my face. <laughs> so I was laid down on my back with my head on the pillow like a patient in the hospital when they got too many pillows. It was uncomfortable already. I don't I don't sleep with any pillows actually. And then um That's irrelevant. She spun around and then uh squat like straddling me, her ass facing my face. And then she just reversed really slowly as well. My arms were down by my side, trapped in by her her knees. So I couldn't move at all. And I just had this huge ass um reversing. And as it was coming towards me, all I kept thinking was, um, she obviously shaved her vagina a few <laughs> days ago because, like, a few days of stubble had grown. And I, as it was coming closer, one, I noticed that and thought, that's going to really scratch my skin. And then two, oh, that also looks really red. Is that healthy? <laughs> so... <laughs> these thoughts... Um, we were racing through my brain as she reversed, and I couldn't do anything to stop it unless I headbutted her anus. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's all I could have done to headbutt her in the bum and to indicate that it was unwanted, actually. <laughs> so she did that for a while. And did I did what? Well, like, squel- squelched her. Squel- squelched. squelched her um, front bum on my schnoz. <laughs> And I just remember it was really scratching my chin. And I was like, oh, yeah. Why did she reverse? That's so I know, I thought she must have thought it was sexy. It wasn't. No, like I said, I had the worry of the stubble and the redness going through my mind all the time she was doing it. I tried to put that out of my mind and thought, well, go with the flow, see what happens. But that was stayed in there, that I that thought. Um, But, yeah, after that, we just did the normal sex stuff. Um, and then had a good sleep and then in the morning i was like oh man i felt depressed probably because i was a bit hungover that's a, the alcohol was a downer so you wake up feeling depressed anyway and then uh realized what had happened or i was like oh no but then we did do sex again <laughs> <laughs> oh i guess i must have thought oh well here now so and then uh as i was getting changed she was said um oh do you want my number I'm always someone who thought it was probably best just to be honest, so uh, I thought about it. And I just said, um, uh, pro- probably not. <laughs> like that. And then, uh, yeah, I walked home from there, and actually she lived really f- far away. So, and actually I did think, oh, it must be far away, because they'll be in the taxi for quite a while, the night before. So, yeah, I left her, and then... Um, in her bedsit, said so long, walked home and felt terrible all the way. So, first one night stand, and uh, I guess most one night stands probably are like that, to be honest, but I guess it's some kind of rite of passage. I guess the good thing about that is um, after that, you can only really get better. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can try and get better. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think things really did get better for him <sighs> for a long fucking time. I mean, it couldn't get any worse. No, what I love about that more than anything is all the way through, because we were recording it in the afternoon with the window open, you can hear the birds out the window. It's tweeting along. And it's just like, it's the worst it's so sweet. story. What, what I would say, listeners, is obviously Alex was a bit nervous about telling the story because it makes him seem a bit superficial and a bit kind of body shamey but he was 18 and he young, was young and didn't and yeah didn't realize what the world was as as none of us did at that age and didn't appreciate the 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 many different wonderful forms that women can come in or men um, or men or whoever it is that you're into um it's just a fucking funny story <laughs> And he's a ridiculous man. Oh, he, he's a clown. So what did you call them? Misery, misery stories. stories. So if you've got any misery stories, listeners, do please get in contact. We'd love to hear about stories. Maybe a little bit shorter than that, if you want to either yeah, write them in or send them in. Hefty but it's a good way into it. Um, if you've got anything that you think we would enjoy, um, a story that ends in a really miserable way, <laughs> then please do get in contact. But that's enough of that for now. 100%, yeah. Until next time. Until the next time. TTFN.